Brainstorming and pitching ideas is the funnest part of the creative process. We decided to skip the boring part of actually making stuff and just do the fun part. I'm comedian Tom Walma. I'm Brett Mercer. I'm Matt Harper. And I'm Johnny Mockney. And this is Creativity Wasted. Here's my idea. What I noticed about it during the pandemic is that Netflix is bad. And there's no good shows on it. And it sucks. And the interface is dog shit. And I don't like it. So my idea is called, I call it good Netflix. And it's basically a Netflix, but it's good, right? Now, what is good? Good is stuff that I like, stuff that I don't hate, stuff that makes me want to watch it, right? I think we can all agree. Sure. So what is good Netflix? Number one, the shows are better. They're not all the same. Of course, you know, everyone was thinking good Netflix is going to have better shows, of course. But this is where good Netflix really becomes dare I say, great Netflix. Great Netflix, when you watch a movie from 1992, it looks like you're watching it in 1992. That means that there's, a, there's tracking issues. That means there's an FBI warning at the beginning with coming attractions that would pertain to the time period and the demographics of the movie that you're watching. That sounds like a great way to integrate into other titles to watch on Netflix, right? So that's, that's the first thing. Second thing is, DVD commentary option on every title. Why isn't that there? You know, I watched the DVD recently. A lot of people forgot about this, myself included. I forgot about commentary tracks, deleted scenes, goofs, music videos from the motion picture. That's what I come to a movie for. I don't come to the Netflix just from the experience of watching it from the beginning to the end. It's a whole world that I'm diving into. And I want to see good Netflix represent that. Now, third and final uh, thing about good Netflix is that the interface will be a revolutionary type of interface that is unlike any other streaming platform and that it's not going to suck ass. Much like the programming, the user interface will also carry these ethics and this mantra of essentially not being a piece of shit where I can't use it and it's, and it's tough to do. Um, I'll be happy to take any questions about good Netflix. I have a question regarding the first point. So if I'm watching a movie from 1941, will it ask me to buy war bonds in the lobby afterwards? <laughs> Absolutely. I think that's that's something that we can't leave <laughs> behind. But yeah, it kind of takes you into, it kind of adds context, right? Because this is, the new media is all about world building. And it starts with the media of the past. You know, what is a war bond, you might be asking? Well, you know, this will teach you. <laughs> For sure. Can you actually buy it or buy something approximating it? You know, as the market goes towards more in-app purchases and things like that, I think, yeah, that's a really good idea. Although the whole point of the time period is that it's inconvenient. So you couldn't buy it right then. They would have to mail you something. Right. And there's, there's going to be a lot of logistics on the back end of how to actually provide this. But as a visionary, I'm focused mainly on the user experience. Along with those films from, uh, say, the early 90s and, and even before, would we get a taste of, say, the previews that went along with those films as well, or, or maybe even ads specific to that time period? And then along with those ads that we're receiving, uh, would we have access to purchasing those, I don't know, koosh balls, I don't know, skippets, other things that were relevant in the 90s? I don't know, elf dolls? Your first point, absolutely. Absolutely yeah. um, time period appropriate trailers before the movie commercials that was a really good idea infomercials things like that i want to take this opportunity to revitalize things like dialing down the center things like 
you know, Miss Cleo, maybe we can get that number back up and running. I think mm-hmm. this activates and effectively encapsulates our past in a way that isn't so gauche as like a statue, for example. Mm-hmm. Now, would this be a strictly premium service that would then do away with those ads? Or would this be a, a, an ad-driven revenue service up to a point? Um, neither. It would be the standard Netflix rate of, what is it now, like 12 bucks a month, 8 bucks a month? Who can keep track? Sure. It's going to be 8 or 12 bucks a month, and the Netflix that we all know and love will be called Classic Netflix ah. or Bad Netflix, which can be unlocked for 30 bucks a month. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I like it. Now, if you're watching a movie and it becomes like midnight or one o'clock, will it just like switch to like a blank screen and say, um, what does it say on the like old television? It, it would say, um, it yeah, it would say play like, like the national anthem and then it would say like, have a good night or we'll be back tomorrow. That is, that's a great point. I'm glad you brought it up. We got a lot of our, uh, a lot of our people working on this. It's kind of like geo fencing, but it's time fencing. So Certain movies you won't be able to watch unless it's after 10 p.m. because they have swear words or sex scenes. It goes back to the world building aspect of uh, the new infotainment brought to you by good Netflix. So if we're supposed to feel as if we're in the time period of when the movie was made, let's say I'm watching a movie like, say, Freddy Got Fingered, written and directed by Tom Green. Um, what could good Netflix do to ensure that in that moment, I think Tom Green is a very bankable movie star? Well, I'll tell you exactly how we're going to tackle that issue. A big thing that I think Netflix, uh, bad Netflix current day leaves behind is the initial sales pitch. You know, you, you scroll over a movie or a title, it starts to play. Sometimes there'll be a little preview, but what sold me personally on Tom Green as an actor is seeing the trailer, the commercial for Freddy Got Fingered, doing the thing where he says, Daddy, would you like some sausage? That's the way to get people hooked on the idea of revisiting old cinema. Not a star system, not a poster, not a recommendation from friends. You need the tried and true method of getting the message out there about not only Freddy Got Fingered, but the behemoth that is the Tom Green uh, uh, license namesake so might it be possible then to have you know how we have like the synopsis of a film prior to to clicking on the movie where you'd get sort of a taste of what you're about to view via text but a lot of times you know we don't have time to read that or maybe the tv is just kind of at a weird angle can we get some sort of like uh, a reading of the synopsis by a specific employee of good netflix because right now like let's say for instance freddie got fingered uh, an unemployed cartoonist moves back in with his parents and younger brother. That's not going to hook me necessarily. It's not going to let me know what kind of antics we're looking at or what we're in for. But I feel like with something like good Netflix, we could get a, a better sense of that before we you know, begin our adventure. Absolutely. I think there's a couple different ways to look at it. I mean, my personal viewpoint is that it should be a wiki style, editable community playground basically where the best ideas and the most you know agreed upon ideas float to the top so is freddy got fingered a movie about a cartoonist who has to move back in with his parents no it's a guy who puts on a suit backwards and calls himself the backwards man now mm-hmm. that's what's going to get you to watch a film we and good netflix will absolutely capitalize 
Yeah, I could see again sort of a reverse cameo. Like just have a bunch of folks from that time period on your roster ready to go. And you know, if we get a synopsis read by say Tom Arnold maybe or mm-hmm. you know, just some folks that had their their moment in the sun and are ready to bring that feeling back to you, you know, some nice Saturday morning cartoon viewing and yeah, I like it. Also with the inclusion of the audio commentaries, it means that at my will I can switch over to the commentary for a film like let's say Freddie Got Fingered, written and directed by Tom Green. I could hear Rip Torn commenting on how great of a bit the backwards man is, and then he uh, burps directly into the microphone. I could hear that just on a whim. Yes, absolutely. And yeah, I think Freddie Got Fingered will be the flagship title that we yeah. roll out all these <laughs> new features through. And we're all we're very excited in all the stakeholders. So do you plan on kicking this off in Canada then as homage to Tom Green, the writer and director? Pretty we're shopping around different countries at the moment, but Canada seems to be biting and we're having it back and forth about mm. that. I think for the time period, it would be important to include every promotional piece every actor did on the Arsenio Hall show to complement the film. <laughs> Absolutely. There has to be tertiary titles that get people to stay. You know, you look at apps like Peacock, people who went there because the office went there. But what gets you to stay there is titles like, for example, Freddie Got Fingered, written and directed by Tom Green. (laughs) So would there be options then to have someone unrelated to the film then do a commentary? Maybe we're watching, you know, a completely different film and we want, say... The commentary by, I don't know, Tom Green, the writer and director of Freddy Got Fingered, to describe to us like The Land Before Time or some other films of the period. Um, you know, this <laughs> number one, the principle behind good Netflix is it embodies all things that are good that I think are cool. And I do like that idea. Unfortunately, that doesn't sound like something that's under the umbrella of good Netflix. Mm. Uh, but I don't want to turn you away. I do want to turn you on to another venture I have getting started up. It's called Cool Audible. <laughs> it's very similar to what you just described, but it's like nice. Audible, but it's for it's cool stuff, you know? Sure, sure, yeah. Let's face it, Tom Green doing Land Before Time would just be him saying, look at me, Daddy, I'm a dinosaur. <laughs> so, yeah. We figured it out by now. <laughs> Absolutely. Um there's a difference between a 12-year-old today watching it and somebody who knew it at the time. Like, the 12-year-old from today might need a little more context, like what the Tom Green show was and how weird it was. And The only reason people watched the movie is because they liked Tom Green. Like, they didn't give a shit about the plot, mm-hmm. for example. But you don't need to show all that to uh, somebody who remembers it. Mm, right. So I guess... This would be solved by simply just putting the product out there, letting people play in this space. And then once they find out what's this Tom Green guy all about, you know, there, there are resources. You know, you click back to the home screen, you go to the thing that says bio or behind the scenes of Freddy Got Fingered to learn more. And you learn this guy is just like this off camera, too. So there's no reason I shouldn't be watching several other titles. For example, The Tom Green Show, which is a late night show starring Tom Green. Or, for example, just off the top of my head, The New Tom Green Show, which was another show starring Tom Green. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, there's quite a few options, too. We wouldn't have to just necessarily center it around Freddie Got Finger. You could also do such hits as, you know, Stealing Harvard or maybe Road Trip. 
other films of that ilk, you know, Hmm. maybe even along with this, a package deal, you hook in things like one of those, uh, the meal box services, right? So you say you order up a a film from, I don't know, the mid to early nineties and it's just, you know, TV dinners or hot pockets or pizza rolls, other things from that era. That way you get the full immersed experience. Not only is this good Netflix, this becomes good life. You know, this is better life, you know. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, I, I'm i just thinking, you know, just spitballing here, brainstorming, throwing some shit at the wall. Something maybe called Nature Box, but bitchin'. Yep, yep. You could do clothes, too. Mm-hmm. Clothes from the period. Clothes, yeah. Other product, like any kind of product, really. Like, I'd like to play with some GAC while I watch Space Jam, you know. Yep. The tagline for good Netflix is, only 90s kids will remember dot 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 but not <laughs> more and then in parentheses everybody can get the references from the 90s now and then in smaller parentheses because of all the context provided through all the services of good netflix mm-hmm. workshopping that part still of course mm. sure could you have themes like okay this is the 90s comedy one and all the extras have to do with that and then okay this is like movie snob netflix where they only have like um critics who um hate the movie talking about it or like academy award winning movies that nobody ever watches and that's all they show you if we're going to have dated critics i would like to have some critics talking about how likable of a presence uh, oj simpson is in the naked gun films <laughs> <laughs> yeah you could have a uh, canceled netflix where it's just <laughs> all movies from people who uh, <laughs> have been canceled <laughs> Okay, so how about this? We're not restricting the movies, right? They, they're all available, but they all run on a loop with the same starting time. So just like we were in the 90s when you had to watch television by appointment, if you wanted to catch the beginning of the film, you had to be privy to that information and, and be ready to go when it started. Not to say, like, oh, man, they don't have planes, trains, and automobiles anymore. They have it, but it turns out it started 26 minutes ago. And so you're either here or you're going to hang on and wait and maybe grab something else that's that started you know earlier. Yes, I would love that because the beginnings of movies are often quite boring. Sure. It gives you a chance to surf around, you know, find a good film that you want to get into and yeah, yeah. and then just ride it out because you're here for it. There's no more pausing. There's no more bathroom breaks. You just have to wait until it comes back around again uh, yeah, and catch I- the end. I personally thought planes, trains, and automobiles doesn't really get good until they get to the trains. So sure, it really doesn't really doesn't take off until well into the film. Yeah, could you choose between the theatrical version and the censored television version? Mm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, three different levels of censorship that you can choose yeah. from at your discretion. You know, whatever you would find the funniest or more appropriate, or most appropriate, I should say. Or you could watch The Exorcist. As censored in 1996, like you could mix and match the time periods. Oh, I like that. Yeah, it's like instead of so right now, if you go on to like closed captioning, you can in real time switch from like French to English. Whereas this, you could just say, okay, let's flip back to, you know, uh, airplane censorship, which takes everything out. Uh, let's pull it back to uh, maybe TBS censorship, where you say things like, I'm going to f- flip in crap your crapper. Instead of, I'm going to fucking kick your ass, you motherfucker. Or whatever they say in that movie. Yeah, I know, I know the line from the movie you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Thanks. Sure. But yeah, these are all great ideas. And I think we're really onto something here. Um, anything else with that? 
when we're talking about the censorship issues, just maybe have like the, I don't know, the Tipper Gore edition or just somebody who's like you can really trust to thin out the things that you know that your family wouldn't want to be exposed to. Uh, <laughs> things, things like that. So, yeah. Yeah. If you watch a movie that's censored, you could have somebody call you on the phone and yell at you. Mm. Uh, that's not time period authentic, but you could integrate something weird like that. Or your, your priest comes to your door. <laughs> they threaten to banish you from the Mormon church or something. <laughs> I might cut that out. <laughs> I just watched a thing on YouTube about a YouTube guy who was a Mormon who um, had to leave the church because they didn't like that he was watching R-rated movies. Oh, you're thinking of Chris Stockman. He was uh, a yeah. Jehovah's Witness. Yeah. yeah. They're Jehovah's Witness. They're not allowed to listen to this podcast anyways. <laughs> Those are the ones that don't have electricity, right? <laughs> you guys have anything you want to plug? I have a podcast. A friend of mine, Mandy Elaine, uh, she and I, we talk about the movies that shaped our childhood. Each week we force a comedian to watch a movie that we say shaped our childhood, whether they'd seen it or not. Then we're here to sort of walk them through it, play some games, and dig deep into the movies that shaped our childhood. And it is called... Another episode podcast. I also have a podcast, Big Time Garbage. Uh, ever since the pandemic, we've been kind of going live on Twitch nightly, twitch.tv slash Big Time Garbage, where we play around, riff, talk about shit. We are all now officially super into the stock market. So to hear us bumble our way through what we can regurgitate from the Wall Street Bets subreddit, this is the Twitch channel for you. I have a podcast called We Are Movies, where I talk to people about films that are important to them. And uh, as far as stand-up goes, on April 9th, I'm supposed to be in Clyde, Ohio, featuring for Diego Antanasio. Jay Hunter will be hosting, so we'll see how Ohio's doing then, but that's the plan right now. Comedy and Clyde okay. is the name of the show. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and give a review or rating on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you got it. I have a website, creativitywasted.com, and I also started a Patreon. So if you love the show, consider donating to Patreon. Thanks for listening.